Grant, O Lord, that thy word only may be spoken and thy word only may be received. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I've been thinking a lot about judgment this past week. Last week, the words of the Gospel of John that were recounted as the period of time recounted right before Jesus is crucified pierced me. Now is the judgment of the world, Jesus says, speaking of his crucifixion. Now is the judgment of the world. And I, if I be lifted up, will draw all men unto myself. The judgment of the world. I've been thinking about this a lot because coinciding with that with that reading from the gospel and the idea of judgment, uh, my wife Catherine and I went and saw a movie. The movie uh, was The Hunger Games, and it's based on an extremely popular book with young adults and old adults, I guess, is like. The book itself, or the movie at least, is very disturbing. It's nightmarish, even. Um, it's about a post apocalyptic country with an authoritarian rule. And to keep, I won't ruin everything for you, but to keep everybody in submission to this authoritarian rule, to keep everybody in line, they have this thing called the Hunger Games, in which uh, from 12 districts, two children between the ages of 12 and 18 are, are uh, selected by lottery, and they participate in this thing called the Hunger Games, where it's a fight to the death for all 24 of them. So basically, to keep everyone in line and to keep everyone submissive, they kill 23 teenagers every year. Now it's based on uh, Theusis, I'm sure y'all are all interested in that, who was uh, the founding god of Athens, a great social reformer. It's also based on the gladiator games from Rome. The, The lady who was author of this book had those things in mind as she wrote it. But what struck me, what disturbed me about this book and this movie the most is that it resonates so strongly with young adults in our world. The idea of an authoritarian rule and a heroine's struggle to reform it. The idea of a complex moral system when there is no clear good or evil. There's a clear evil, but there's no clear good like you would see in other heroic novels. It's got a complexity to it. And this whole idea of authoritarian rule and harsh judgments pervade this nightmare. So as my wife and I left the theater, I couldn't get this book out of my mind, this idea of judgment and submission. For we witnessed this morning in our reading of The Passion the Roman idea of crucifixion, which is used as a tool of submission as well, a deterrent. Those who were judged were humiliated, mocked, killed, and made a symbol of non-compliance. We've seen that before in our 20th century, the most violent century in the history of the recorded world. Siberia, prison camps, punitive colonies, all judgments imposed to humiliate, to mock, to bring others into submission. Now is the judgment 
of this world. This morning we see an entirely different judgment. We see a judgment not that is one where it seeks to humiliate, where it seeks to bring into submission, where it seeks to mock, where it seeks to cripple. We see a judgment that is one of love. Jesus Christ judges the world with nail-pierced hands in love and not in submission. Jesus Christ judges the world from the cross in forgiveness as the world mocks him and spits on him and uses him as a deterrent, he forgives all. He forgives those who kill him. Jesus Christ's judgment is self-giving. The eternal judge, he who hung the earth upon the waters, was hung on the cross. He gives of himself. Our eternal judge gives of himself, gives his life and gives life to the world instead of taking life from the world. He gives instead of takes. He rules and judges in humility, not in pomp or with the holy angels holding him up in some high marble throne, but from the humility of the cross, he judges the world in love and forgiveness, offering to the world salvation. That is how we are judged. And what was so disturbing to me was that there was not even a hint of, of a religious ethic, a religious moral throughout this movie. And it made me wonder how much of our grasp, how much of our witness, the Christian witness in society at large, has been lost. Can we even articulate what we witnessed this morning in the gospel. Can we even explain to others the goodness of God in Jesus Christ? Can we explain to others in a compelling way, in a way that others will understand the mercy of God, the peace of God? It is evident, perhaps, that we cannot, given that half of Hattiesburg 18 was taken up by one movie, that this book has been on the bestseller list. Perhaps we have lost our witness and our grasp on society. Perhaps we are out of touch. Perhaps we have lost our voice. And that's a good question to sort of ponder, isn't it? It's a hard question, a difficult question. But then we must ask ourselves, how do we ourselves react to this judgment of love and life and mercy and peace and humility? How do we react? What do we make of it? He has given his life for ours. How do we respond on a day-to-day basis? Do we make pleasing God our highest priority? Do we make the obligations of our faith the highest priority? Or do we reach the end of the day and say, I'm too tired to pray, I'll do it tomorrow? Do we say, it's a sunny day, I'll skip church? Do we say, someone else will feed the homeless? Someone else will help that person who's in the gutter? Do we live the faith we proclaim? Is returning thanks our first and highest priorities? Or do we allow everything else to get away? Lamentations, 
There's a verse from Lamentations that's often put with the cross, the crucifix. Is it nothing to you, all ye who pass by? Do we pass by that symbol of humility? Do we pass by the judge of eternity? Do we pass by and think nothing of it? Do we pass by the world like the world and think nothing of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ in our life? It's tough questions. But I promise you, the Christian church has lost its voice in the world, even in the South. It has either been distorted or abused or lost altogether. We have failed at showing to the world peace and love and mercy and humility. We have failed at showing to the world salvation. The world, especially those who made The Hunger Games the most popular book and movie in this land, we have failed them to even show them the mercy and the peace and the love of God. So my brothers and sisters, let us commit ourselves this day to a broken world. Let us commit ourselves this day to a world that is in dire need of love and forgiveness and peace and joy and hope. Let us commit ourselves to not walking by the cross of Christ and thinking of it, nothing of it. Let us commit ourselves to remember every day every minute of every day, what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross, the act of love that saved our souls. And let us give thanks for that. Let it, let it permeate every ounce of our being. And let us go forth from this place as witnesses to God's love and mercy and salvation in Jesus Christ. Let us give to the world hope. Let us give to the world faith. Let us give to the world mercy. Let us give to the world the peace that it cannot give itself. Let us give to the world Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.